in to another Red Out Podcast. My name is Devin. Tonight we're going to be talking uh, about some other sports, uh, updating everybody on what the other sports around the hill are doing. Uh, we'll also be talking about uh, Western's game against Michigan State and the big conference games we're going to be going into this week. Sorry about that. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit spooky stuff since we're getting into Halloween. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. There you go, guys. Hope you all are enjoying your week. Um, A little hectic for me. I've got Abby tonight. I had some fun stuff with my father, who's been in the hospital all week, probably next week, too. Abby says hi. Hello. Hey, Jared. How's it going, buddy? That's good. See if we can get uh, New Jake in. Let me see if we can get New Jake in. Uh, Like I said, in the intro, we'll be talking Western sports. We're going to talk about... um, some sports that's been going on around the hill. Volleyball's probably dominating as always. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's just one of those that I just need to start going. Yeah, they won. Yeah, that's a good thing for sure. <laughs> and she's talking a lot better, a lot more than uh, probably our listeners are used to. So yeah, she'll be taking over your podcast in a couple of years. I can feel that's, it. Hey, that's okay. That's when she gets older, I'll gladly hand over the reins. <laughs> Hopefully she'll inherit all of your sports knowledge. <laughs> a useless sports knowledge, yeah. <laughs> you got to tell her all your crazy stories of being. Uh, hey, she's got to go make team. her own. She's gonna have to go make her own stories. Yeah, well, that will inspire we... her to get her own stories for sure. Yeah, exactly. As long as she goes to Western, we're fine. Yeah, um, I do have to look up one score. I did not. Uh, I guess winners and losers, real quick. Um. So, Jared, who did you cheer for with uh, Brady coming back? God, that was so dumb. <laughs> I wish both of them could have lost or just ended the tie. It would have been more appropriate. But uh, I don't even know. I mean, I love the city of Tampa Bay. It's a very nice vacation spot. Yeah, it's a good not city. Bad. I like Tampa Bay as a city. <clears throat> it's just the fact that Tom Brady is there that I cannot support them anymore. So normally so, it would it would would have been Tampa Bay had Tom Brady not been on the team, but with him being on the team, I don't care. I I kind of found myself cheering for New England slightly. You know, I could um, never do such a thing. Well, it's it's That's one like of those you cheering things, for but... like the Bears or something. Yeah, you're right. But like the reason I say that though is because like Brady has become like um like like the LeBron of the NFL. Not as bad. It's but he a, just basically took a team to the Super Bowl and just Speaking of our Tom Brady analyst, we have Jacob on now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, rumor is that Jacob broke into Tom Brady's house and tried to steal his pimp juice. Maybe. Uh, he's not denying it, so. Can you say anything, Jacob? Wait, am I on? on? Yeah, yeah, you're on. Oh, um, first of all, that's only half true. It was his sperm I was trying to steal. <laughs> I was trying to create the perfect baby. 
There you go. Understandable. <laughs> um, so, Jacob, who are you cheering for? Tampa Bay versus the New England Patriots. Man, I was cheering for my Patriots, man. I'll tell you, I appreciate everything Tom Brady's done there, but I've been a Patriots fan since day one, and I'm sticking to it. Brady, you're the GOAT. You're great. I love you. But, man, I love the Pats. That's all I got to say about that. I got to say, it was really funny to me to listen to the fans, the New England fans, talking about Tom Brady. Like, it was like he was a ex, you know, that's cheating on him and all this other stuff. And I'm like, that's hilarious. That's that's really funny. Oh, it would have been way worse if Gronk was there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. It just feels like Gronk just adds a whole other layer to things. Very true. Uh, but anyway, Jared, uh, I'll let you go through your winners and losers real quick. Uh, losers is basically every professional sports team I care about because not only are the Dolphins horrible right now, but also the Pacers are back and they're basically as injured as they were when the season ended. So <laughs> that, that that's about standard for them. We'll see how long it takes before – well, I just want one game. It happened maybe two games out of the 81 regular season games last year where the Pacers were fully healthy. I just want one game where everyone is able to play. But if that will happen, probably not. But <laughs> And also, they renamed their stadium. It's no longer Banker's Life uh, Fieldhouse. It's Game Bridge or something like that. And it's really weird, and I'm not used to it. Yeah, that's yeah. That is weird. <laughs> Some of these, are, some of the names for the stadiums are like so random to me. Yeah, and it's just like, where did that come from? You know, I get their sponsors or whatever, and, and it's just like, could you have not found a better sponsor than, you know, Pouching Ben Gay <laughs> <laughs> or something? Yeah. You know, you'd be like, um, wait, you know, or Tampax. If Tampax sponsored a stadium, I would. Oh be really my concerned. god. <laughs> Hey, if Tampax did it, I would be. I would think that was really funny. But they offered know. enough money, they'd have to take it. It's like that. Just so. <laughs> hold that, on, Jared. Jared, would you would you be okay if Tampax approached Western and said, "We're going to sponsor your stadium"? Um, if it, they gave us enough money to get out of Conference <laughs> USA, I would. <laughs> It'd be the LT Smith Tampax Stadium. Amen. Be like, I don't at least we finally make Sports Center again. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, jeez. Uh, okay, Jake, do you have any uh, winners and losers? I'll tell you the winner I got. Winner, the people of the video game industry, people who love video games, and I'll tell you why I say that. The past three weeks, the new Halo Infinite beta came up. It came live. Uh, first week, it was pretty exclusive. Only a few people got to play it. I got lucky enough to get an invite to that one. Second week, if you had Xbox, free for everybody. It was uh, first weekend for PC. They got to play a Halo Infinite. And I'll tell you what, that's going to be the next big game right there. The gaming, people who love gaming, people who want a game, you need to be looking forward to Halo Infinite. And i also tell you, I got to play a little bit of Battlefield, the Battlefield beta, the next Battlefield game coming out. I'll tell you, it's a bright, it's a, it's a bright age for gaming with these next-gen consoles, and the PCs are always getting better. You know, it's a oh, yeah. spot. These games are looking good, man. So I say the winner is is anybody who games. And if you game, you're going to love these games coming up because these games are the next big thing, 100%. Battlefield and Halo, calling it right and, now. As an adult, it is hard for me to find a, a time to game with a child. 
So honestly, like I've been stuck with a switch, and that's fine. I like the oh, switch. Switch is great. I've been playing. I've, I mean, I'm playing Switch lately too. I uh, play a little. You know, everybody loves Super Smash Bros. Oh yeah. Announce that new character. Mm-hmm. Every time they announce a new character, I, I go ahead and just drop it like three dollars it costs to get them, <laughs> and go ahead and play them just to see what it's like. So yeah. Oh yeah, and I mean, of course. I, you know, it's just some of the most random things you pick up. But uh, yeah, the Switch is definitely mine because it's just the portability and the ability to pick it up, set it down. You know, oh, you want Daddy to do this? Okay, you know, I'll go do that. Hey, you need me to do this? Yada yada yada. There's uh, there's an ungodly amount of money that I would pay to go back in time and play Halo Three for the first time, like, <laughs> oh, like overnight with the Halo Three Mountain Dew and everything, bag of Doritos, yep, just live that all over again. Oh my gosh, the yes. Codes. They had the little multiplayer codes for extra XP. Yes. Yep. See, that reminds me of when Cousin Jake and I used to play Grand Theft Auto back in the day. And we had like the notebooks written with all the codes in them for all the different things. And hey, you can get a tank if you do this one. And it's like, you know, left, right, left, right, up, down, left, down. You know, and you're just like, oh my gosh. Those were the days. Getting, getting... Getting your sugar rush on and eating God knows what kind of junk and yep. staying up all night playing video games. Amen. Oh my gosh. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was going to say my winner or loser is definitely Tom Brady this week. I mean, it's funny to me to watch Belichick and, you know, he's just like, ugh. But. It's the monster I, he created. Yeah, I mean. So how much longer does Brady have in the league? Does he make it to, what is it? What did he say his goal was, like 42, 44? He'll still be playing 10 years from now. True. He's 45, and he's 44 right now. Well. Oh, yeah. If he, I think if he could make it to, like, 48, it would be a miracle. I mean. I don't don't think anyone would ever get close to that record either. (laughs) No. God, no. I mean, there's too many injuries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. I get scared. I get scared because when he was running for that in that pivotal fourth quarter, he was running for a first down on third and like six, and I was like, he might get injured here because it took him like I had like a whole time, you know, the, enough time to <laughs> process and like think of a whole thought, like because he was still running by the time I was done. <laughs> first, Tom's never been quick though. <laughs> He's never been like the fastest quarterback out there. He is a pocket quarterback, and if he's got to run, you know, you're like, he's definitely going to do the slide. (laughs) He's going to slide. Whenever he gets to wherever he needs to, right before he gets hit, he's going to slide. And, yeah, well, as as a fan, if I'm cheering for the Patriots or whoever, um, I'm definitely going to be like, slide, slide, slide. Oh, you should have slid sooner. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like watching Brandon Dowdy run, same kind of energy. Just like, yes. God, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, so, other sports around the hill. Let's see what we got here. I pulled up the calendar, and it is never the best thing for me. Um, hey, quick, I got to go into the other room and grab headphones real quick. I will be right back. You're good, Jake. <laughs> October 2nd, women's soccer played Rice. Uh, that was uh, last Saturday. Uh, we played... 16 or 17 Michigan State. We'll talk about that in a minute. Women's volleyball swept FIU. Cross country did the Louisville Classic. Uh, women's volleyball did 
they beat FIU again on the first, and men's golf was down at UAB. I do not see the the uh, the results of that, but anyway, uh, number twenty WKU volleyball headed to EKU for first time since nineteen ninety five. Interesting. Kind of have a have a feeling of how that's going to end out. Um, I don't want to build up our volleyball too much, but they're pretty good. Number twenty. That's that's amazing to me. Uh, looks like Zap got voted Conference USA P- Offensive Player of the Week, four hundred and eighty-eight yards against the Spartans. That is wild. I'm yes. glad this type of offense is finally back, but of course it would also be the same year where we don't have a very good defense. So it's in <laughs> well, I mean they'll they'll develop. I mean, I hope I, so. They couldn't do I, any worse, to be honest. I really wish that we had Clayton back. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I hate to be like that, but, you know, it, Clayton had the experience. That's my only thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, let's go ahead and start talking Sparties. Uh, Western played Michigan State last week at East Lansing, not West or North or South Lansing. Um, according to this, there was attendance of 70,000 people there. Yeah, it's pretty wild from what I saw. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. It says it's about ninety three percent of the stadium, um, and uh, we had five hundred and sixty total yards, and they had five hundred and nineteen. I'm back. Welcome back. <laughs> if you can turn your mic up a little bit, that would probably help, Jacob. Is it uh, is it better now? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit better. I yeah. I need to lean it closer to me. I'm set up at my dad's house right now. He's out of town. I'm house sitting for him. I, the cat was in here. I was going to ask if the cat was meowing in the microphone. He does it's all fine. <laughs> I, yeah, you, yeah, you probably didn't hear my daughter yelling in earlier, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> all sorts of background noise. We're good. Yeah, my wife just got home and took her, so it's fine. Um, Western had a turnover, which you hate to see that because Michigan State had no turnovers. Uh, time of possession was pretty even at 29 minutes for us and 30, like 30 and a half minutes for them. Uh, we had more first downs than they did. So that just tells me that they just took advantage of us. Yeah. They got what they needed to get. Either we dropped the ball short and, you know, and they got, they just uh, capitalized on our mistakes. I mm-hmm. uh, did not see penalties. That was always that was our big thing against yeah, India. There was some penalties like false starts when we would try to no huddle, and of course, I mean, just some others miscues like that. But it was Please. just hard enough for me to find the daggum game on TV because it was it said FS1 on the ESPN app, which is yes. completely wrong. And yes. then it was technically the Big Ten Network, which there's like five different channels for the Big Ten Network, and yeah. that it was weird. I went to Mr. B's and hung out, and I was eating. is great, and. Like, I was asking if they were going to change it over there, and they said that they don't get it. They do get a Big Ten network, but the game that they were showing was, like, Nebraska's game. And she said that, and she said she knew someone else that had the same channel in Bowling Green, but they had it at their personal house. They had the Western game on that same channel. I'm just like, how does that even happen? So I went across the street over to Double Dogs instead, and they had it, thankfully. So they had this little outside patio area, and I was just hanging out there and – just watching it there. Uh, I mean, thankfully I didn't miss a whole lot, but I mean, it was just a hot mess. It reminds me of when we tried, had those games on like Conference USA Network, mm-hmm. the online streaming play, uh, platform for it that was horrible. But I mean, 
at least I could actually find it. But, I mean, I did find it, thankfully, and it was pretty crowded at Double Dogs. But yeah. Jared, you remind me of the uh, South Park episode where the kids were trying to watch the commercial, that oh, the Phil- yeah. the Terrence and Phillips commercial, mm-hmm. and uh, they're running all over town trying to find it. That's what it sounds like when you're talking about this. Yeah. Uh, the but show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but anyway, they, fighting around the world. Yes, we need to, uh, Jared. Um, gonna definitely have to get you some Hulu, bud. Because yeah. no joke, when I I've got, and I'm not. God, wish we were sponsored by Hulu. But anyway, I've got the Hulu Live cable, whatever package, and like I had the Big Ten Network very easily on mine. Well, I didn't get to finish the game, but I don't know if you saw this, but I'm sure you remember that commercial. It's a Hulu commercial with Damian Lillard, where it's like the rap he makes mm-hmm. up or whatever the Hulu has live sports, and he tweeted out since that happened. It's like last month saying, "Yo, anybody have a link to the game tonight to like watch it?" I'm just like, <laughs> "Are you telling me you were in a Hulu commercial and they didn't even hook you up?" I mean, that's messed up. If that's true. He wanted the NFL Sunday ticket, is what he tweeted about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen. Yeah, but I did have I did have the Big Ten Network though. I did find it, and I, I've got the game recorded. I just got to finish it. Um, didn't have a lot of time today, so um, understandable. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, with my parents uh, out of commission on the injured reserve, and um, or at least Dad is, and uh, with the mom uh, watching after him, taking after him, and me. Literally, we had to go to the grocery today with the kid, and it's probably the first time I've flown solo with her, and it was it was wild. I will say it was very it was a lot of snacks. We give her veggie straws as we go through the stores to keep her calm and you know not bored, and she's like, ah. But it was I digress. Anyway, <laughs> um, Western had 560 total yards against the Sparties. Um, we actually had two of four fourth down efficiencies, which they didn't have. So I guess that could be a positive. Um, and let's see, we just threw the ball through uh, everywhere. Mm-hmm. 46 of 65 passing seven and a half yards per pass, zero interceptions, which by the way, that's, that's a moral victory in my part for zap. That looks positive going into uh, this next end of these conference games. If he's not throwing interceptions against the number seventeen team in the nation, then that's that's a win in my book, yeah. at least on that part. Um, of course the penalties the penalties are always going to kill you. Western never gets, yeah, that's seventy five yards right there that we could have, that could have been make or break, and of course they had sixty yards worth of penalties, but still, um. And they had, you know, about 200 yards rushing and about 300 yards passing. So they just did. They just came and took care of business, kind of like I thought they would. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I predicted the final score to be 45 to 31, and I was only one field goal off of that. I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> yes, if uh, yes, you definitely should have bet the under. I know. <laughs> Uh, of course, they were supposed to. Uh, the line was ten and a half, and they beat us by seventeen. So definitely take the over on that one. Sixty-seven, though. That's that's. I, I, if I wish I had seen that, I would have bet the over. 
I've been yeah. the over in a lot of Hilltopper games lately, and it's been hitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good little money maker to throw in like a you got like a two team lock parlay. I'm always like, okay, well I know what my third lock is. Make it a little three leg parlay. The Hilltopper's over. And I swear, I, I'm pretty sure I I can check real quick, but it's I'm three and zero on hitting the over for the season because I know in the very first game against UT Martin I hit it, and then against Army I'm pretty sure I hit it as well, and then I hit it on Michigan State too. Yeah, over under is fifty two in the Army WKU game, and I bet the over on that. So yeah, three and zero. I didn't stayed away from the Indiana WKU game. I just put it up WKU money line, which hurt my soul. But yeah. we don't have to talk about that two weeks ago. <laughs> it's, it's it's that's like three years ago in real time. Basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. In real life, it's like three years. <laughs> Um, I guess the big positive thing to take away from it is that Michigan State only kicked two field goals in the second half. Yeah. I mean, we outscored them in the second half. It was just in the first quarter they absolutely torched us. And just the first half, I think they had 42 points, which we can't allow that. It's so bad. Well, the first the first quarter and the second quarter they had the 42. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had three field goals and a touchdown. Yeah, Which, by the way, you can't win, man, just kicking field goals in a big arena like that. Well, it looks like uh, Braden kicked a 37 yard, 29 yard, and a 35 yard field goal. I mean, he did fine. Uh, yeah, but you got to have those scores, and I mean that's that's good for him on his kicks. But you know, as a team, we've got to you know, if we'd have got those three scores uh, in the first half, you're looking at what 28 to 42. And then you got two touchdowns in the second. So that actually puts us at uh, 28, 42. Um, well, that'd be 42. So we still lost by six, but still. Closer game, though. A lot closer game. Um, uh, Jared, what did you think of the game? Did you see a lot of it? Did you yeah, find it? I actually watched all of it except the fourth quarter because it was getting late and I had to drive back to Franklin. And it was basically over at that point anyways. But, I mean, especially just the first half, I mean, we have to do better on defense. I mean, you can't win any single game giving up 42 points in just one half. I mean, that's just not going to happen. And they did a good job getting back into it, and they did a better job in the second half. But, I mean, they got to be able to come out and play a full 60 minutes or else it could be a long season. And that's just something that Western struggled with is getting themselves buried into these holes, like 14 to nothing holes that they have to dig themselves out of. They don't get to have any wiggle room. They basically have to go straight into comeback mode by the, by the start of the third quarter, which, I mean, you have to not get yourself in that position if you want to try to win. But, I mean, of course, looking at Conference USA, I think we have a lot better shot. I mean, obviously the competition level is a lot different than a nationally ranked Big Ten school. But just the fact that we were able to hang, like, 560 yards on a team as good as them, I think that's definitely the biggest thing to take away. And it gives you some hope moving forward. Yeah, I agree. The, the first score, the first score in the first quarter was an 88-yard punt return, which makes me yeah, kind of here. look at the special teams going, <clears throat> come on, guys. And it wasn't just um, like, it was, it was, it, it, I mean, I don't want to say it looked easy, but he he went untouched after he made the first, like, one cut. Oh, my gosh. that's <laughs> That makes it even more depressing. Uh, yeah, Jacob, what did you think? You know, I uh actually I only I got to tune in after the first quarter because my friend like we had the same problem Jared was having we couldn't find the game 
And so we had to, I, I literally went to like, because my friend was having a watch party because he figured it was just going to be on FS1, right? But yeah, so yeah, we had exactly. to start relocating to like three different houses, like with like 12 different people and all of us WKU alumni. And so we're just over at like our friend's house, who's like a L fan. And we're all just rowdy as heck while he's sad from earlier in the day because Wake Forest barely beat UVL. And <laughs> we're just, well, I like turn on the game. It's like 21 to three. And I'm just like, what even happened? Like, and of course it cuts to the very end that, good drive ends in a you know little uh, touchdown but i thought that if our defense had played like they did in the second half the whole game that was a that was a winnable football game but um i saw the highlights of the first quarter and i was just like man we cannot continue to come out of games and i don't know what we're gonna do when we get into this conference schedule and like next week but we cannot continue to open up our games lackadaisical because I feel yeah. like I feel like the Hilltoppers so far this season we've opened our games opened opened them up and just haven't really been all there. Like we we get down, we always give up the touchdown like the first drive, we always give up points on the first drive. I just feel like we're because even against UT Martin, if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking here. Let me look on ESPN real quick since I have it up. Even against them, like they scored the first touchdown of the game. Um, and yeah, I'm right. We. And we just look like when we and we went down 14-0 to Army, and then against Indiana we let's see let's see what we did against Indiana. Yeah, we were down 14-0 to Indiana. We were down 14-0 to Michigan State, right? Yeah, 14-0 yeah. to Michigan State. We that's three games in a row where we came out and went down 14-0, and then came back and made it a game in the end. We can't continue to do this. We have to come out, and the defense has to be a four-quarter defense instead of a third and fourth quarter. defense. I appreciate that they played better in the second half. But at the same time, it's like, guys, like if we want to be a team that wins a bowl game this year, we're going to have to put together a four-quarter performance at some point. Like, not even at some point, multiple times throughout this Conference USA stretch. That's what I felt. I just – Preach. Yep, I, was, I just saw – it's the same old song. Like, we're always giving up points before we put up points. We need to – Stop them. If we need to put up the points, we need to be comfortable in the lead. Like, you know. Definitely. The, and, I mean, we've got a big threat coming at us this week um, with UTSA. They're 5-0 and right now. Oh, yeah. So, and they've, you know, their wins are not, you know, these aren't Division two teams or, you know, anybody to kind of thumb your nose at that, hey, they won. Memphis. Yeah, they um, – they they beat Illinois, which that's Illinois not great. Don't get me wrong, they're not great. They are division. They're they they're power five. They're more like uh, like an Arkansas. That's kind of how I think of Illinois. You know, they're not always good, but they'll have good years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they've beat uh, LAM, which is Lamar Cardinals. I think that's division two. MTSU, they beat them, which that's not really surprising. They beat Memphis uh, by three, mm-hmm. and they beat UNLV. Um, just trying to look, kind of scan through and see if some of these other teams, how they're doing. Um, UNLV is not doing the hottest, though. They're 0-5 right now. They're basketball. Basketball. <laughs> yeah. Well, they haven't. They probably have, still haven't recovered since they got oh, yeah, I forgot about that. smacked real hard with the death penalty from – MTSU played played Charlotte close and then beat Marshall. 
Yeah, that's it's crazy. Like it's not like they're doing terrible. I mean, they're. I think Marshall had like six turnovers that game. <laughs> Good. Let's hope they do it against Hilltoppers. I hope so. Exactly. Man. Uh, yeah, Middles actually they're two and three right now. Who have they played? I'm trying to see. Middle is a rivalry that I just wish would do better. <laughs> oh, they they played Monmouth, the Monmouth Hawks, the Mothman. Nice. Yes, the Monmouth Mothman. Um, by the way, I would totally buy that that hoodie, the Monmouth Same. Mothman. And we need to like start our own like little Etsy shop and just make up fake names for schools. Sign me up. Yes, we'll the next home field apparel. <laughs> yes, uh, of course they played. Uh, looks like MTSU's played Virginia Tech. Uh, UTSA, Charlotte, and Marshall. They beat Marshall 34-28. Which is um, hilarious. Yeah, that, that's, that's great. Yeah, Marshall cannot talk about us. Sorry, I've got, I, can, I hear it click. I have no idea what that's coming from. But anyway, um, it's kind of like the telltale heart in my room right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, they play... Do what? Thank you. Yes. Uh, they've got uh, MTSU's got Liberty this week. They play them on Saturday. Then they got Connecticut. Uh, they they we we don't face them till the till the sixth of November. Um, but the Roadrunners could be a decent team. They are actually Western is actually favored in the matchup according to the ESPN's FPI, which is. Pretty interesting to me. I didn't think we'd be favored. It's because they're paying attention to how good our offense is. So the story I've always heard, if you look at the money line, we are at a three and a half. And usually they give you, what, three points for home field advantage? Mm-hmm. I was about to bring that up. I was going to I was gonna say uh, I trust Vegas over everything without home field advantage. We're a .5 favorite. So I'd say Vegas, they got us money line minus 170. Vegas thinks we're going to win. Yeah, I mean, Western definitely could win. There's not – we've had – I think we've had harder games than the Roadrunners have. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. I mean, the Illinois game, yeah, that's that's kind of like our Indiana game, and we should have won that. Yeah. Um, Army is a, definitely a team to beat this year. They are tough. Yeah. Anybody who doesn't think that is crazy. Um, the only thing that <laughs> – the only thing that really troubles me – is looking at our team stats on ESPN here. Uh, of course, Western's got 39 points per game, 35 allowed. Uh, total yards, 520. Yards allowed, 459. <laughs> like, at that point, like it's like, hey, just take the defense off the field. <laughs> we got That's 400. Exactly play defense at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, come on, guys. 459 yards allowed. Um but, you know, Michigan State's pushed that number. Indiana pushed that number. Army pushed that number. But, yeah, that's still, that's so depressing to me. <laughs> I just, uh, anyway, um, looks like uh, UTSA's quarterback, Harris, is thrown for about 1,100 yards, six TDs, two interceptions. Uh, McCorm, I'm assuming it's McCormick. Let me see. Uh, running back, Sincere McCormick. Uh, he is a junior running back for the UTSA Roadrunners. 132, 132 carries, 541 yards, 6 TDs. <laughs> uh, we got Whittington. He's our guy for 21 carries, 111 yards. Uh, 
All right, who's this Franklin kid? Zachary Franklin. I'm sure I butchered that. Probably. Uh, 29 receptions. Yeah, it's par for the course. 397 yards, four TDs. Um, it, as long as Zap's back there, I'm confident. I'm okay with it. Uh, what do you, uh, Jared? What are you thinking of our chances this week? So, of course, I did a Q and A with another team. That's uh, UTSA rivals people. Birdsup.com. Javi and they also have a, they have a guy named Jared as well. They they've been some of the first OG people we ever reached out to with the towel rag back in 2016. So they're some of like the original people I got to know <laughs> when I first started a Twitter account, and they they're super awesome people. And I got to learn a lot from them. I didn't really know super much about like UTSA, like where they stand, kind of like how if they were really supposed to be this good. I mean, they definitely are really good. I wouldn't consider them a paper tiger, but at the same time, I think that our team is going to be so hungry to get a win and to show who they are in conference play that I think that they're going to be ready for this game. They're looking forward to it. I don't know what the ticket count is for Saturday. I hope it's really well. Uh, it'd be good to have another big game like the Indiana game and have that fan support because I know they're going to need it because this is going to be a close game, I feel like. I don't think that they could blow us out. I don't think we'll blow them out either. I think it's going to be pretty neck and neck. And the, I mean, the defense is going to be critical. If they can get a takeaway or if they can make a few big stops and get them off the field and put our offense back on the field, I think that's why it could not ultimately be the deciding factor for this game. But I think it's going to be really close. It's not going to be like that horrible. I think it was either them or UTEP we played at the end of the Sanford era, and there was like 8,000 people at the home game, and that was basically what got him fired. I think it was UTEP. But, I don't even think it was 8,000. I thought it was like 800. I mean, it basically <laughs> For the senior night, it was rough. Um, let's see. I think it was UTEP, but I know they're, they're basically the same as UTSA. No offense to any road runner people listening to this. It's just through the fact that they're, they're both UT schools and they're orange and navy. I can't differentiate them. I'm sorry. Yeah, UTSA's are road runners, bro. Yeah, the, honestly, like in my mind, I was like, oh, the miners. But anyway, um, speaking of, I forgot to mention um, – Kentucky beats Florida. I forgot all oh, about that. Yeah. I was watching that happen too at Double Dogs. That was pretty crazy. Somebody was telling me they had a, um, like, what was it, a quarter mil, half a mil fine for the people running on the field? Wow. Yeah, the basketball well, team will pay for that. It's fun. Yeah, they usually do. Uh, so the game in 2018 against UTEP Miners, there were 6,221 people there. Jeez. Yeah, that's 2018, so that's pre-COVID numbers. So Texas, uh, Texas high schools probably see more than that. Oh, they definitely oh, do. Yes, that's, um, that's how you knew that it was time to move on when you don't have yeah. more than seven thousand fans on senior night. That is, is so sad. The bad thing is, is like when we played Ball State that year, we like we beat Ball State. Like, how did they do that year? Is what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, that was that was one of those you're just like ah we got to do pretty good we beat Ball State you know mm-hmm. Maine was just a hiccup you know don't even worry about that and then it was just yeah oh, I'm just going to be old school and blame the Maine on Spain just do that the Maine on Spain <laughs> some old school <laughs> history for you there you go um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely going to help the guys out if uh, we get actual attendance and people staying past the third quarter and, yeah. you know, helping these dudes out because the noise is, you know, the 12th man's real. Mm-hmm. You know, when the crowd's into things and going crazy, then the players get into it and the sirens go and everything's up, you know. And the fireworks that always scare me every touchdown we get. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, three and a half is a good score, I think, as far as everything's concerned. And I think Western's got a very good chance to beat uh, the Roadrunners. This could be their, I don't I mean, it, it would technically be an upset since they're 5 and 0, but I think Western can definitely push it on and uh, take and beat them. Let's see. I'm trying to see who we got next after the Roadrunners. Uh, we got ODU. Let's see. How have they been this year? Not very good. Uh, ODU's one and four, and we have a the FPI's got us at an eighty percent chance to beat them. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I just want to get back in the win column and go from yeah. there. Amen. Yeah, that's what. That's kind of why I looked ahead to ODU because I was like, wonder who they've played. Uh, they played Wake. They played Hamp. Hampton. Hampton Pirates. Are, uh, they played Liberty, Buffalo, and UTEP. And Liberty's really good, by the way. Yeah, they beat UAB. Malik Willis, right? That's the quarterback. Yeah. Um, they've got uh, they play Marshall this week at two o'clock. So, you know, it would just it would tickle me to no end if Marshall just had like the worst year. I would love that. I know, right? Actually, Marshall. (laughs) Uh, Old Dominion plays Marshall this week. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but Marshall's kind of got the same problem we have. Um, they've got a they've got a ninety one percent chance to beat ODU this week. Uh, Marshall is averaging five hundred and forty yards total, and they are allowing four hundred yards. So what you're saying is we can see another sixty seven to sixty six game this year. I, it looks that way. Uh, they beat Navy forty nine to seven. Good Jacob, gosh, Jacob, if the over, over if if it's for like one twenty for that game, you still got to take the over. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no but I will say though about our defense is it outside of the Army game. I mean, we we look good against the run, especially in the second half of games. Because I mean, I'll hold my tongue against Michigan State because you know they're but they're they're running back Walker. He's a stud. So yeah. I feel like I feel like in times at, the, at times our defense has looked good against the run. Now I mean pass. I mean the only like like Fletcher said in our group message, the only thing our pass coverage can cover is the spread. So <laughs> <laughs> um, you know yeah. But our run, yeah definitely. At times I think our run defense hasn't looked that bad. It looked pretty good, but we just can't cover anything. But I think UTSA they they run a, they, they're a balanced offense. They run a lot. I think. I think maybe WKU walks away with a win on a defensive run-stopping performance this weekend. I, I am confident. I'm confident in our front four and our linebackers. The, our like you said, our our DBs are is where my confidence kind of wanes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. But back to it. East uh, Marshall lost to East Carolina, App State, and MTSU. 
they beaten NCCU, North Carolina Central Eagles. And they beat Navy. Yeah. But they are at least they're scoring almost except for one game, they've scored thirty points each each game. And the only time they did not score thirty points was against MTSU. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So anyway. A backup. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think Western definitely has a chance against. Um, Got to get back to my Western page here on ESPN. Uh, I think definitely Western definitely has a chance against UTSA. Um, and looking at the you know looking at the conference, you know Zap may have missed it by three games, and I would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So you know what is that nine and three? Yeah. If we won out the season, I would be completely happy. Yeah, that'd be impressive for yeah, sure. That would be awesome. Yes, and I think we could definitely go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, I just want to throw out there: NCA fourteen predicted us at eight and four, nine and three. It's a pretty good prediction, NCA. I, I, I mean, we could have one game that we that they drop, you know, from goofy mistakes to whatever. No defense. <laughs> or you know, defense allows. I, 69 points. Yeah. Like 600 passing yards in a game. Or just coaching error, which it's happened. So, yeah. And I mean, I'm not throwing it out there like, like I did during Sanford's era, but you know, they're human too. They put their pants on one leg at a time. Some of them. You don't know that. Yeah, I know. That's why I said some of them. (laughs) 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 You could have like some managers coming over. Hey, I need you to help me put my pants on. I know. I'm going to jump in. I'll just jump in them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I guess what we'll talk about last tonight, real quick, is uh, spooky stuff, since it's Halloween. Jared, do you want to lead us off? Oh, man. Where do I even start with just generic spooky stuff? Uh, It it depends. Uh, We need to, not broaden it, we need to condense which kind of spooky stuff because I've (laughs) kept up with so much random stuff that happens. I watch a bunch of weird stuff. Oh, this is appropriate news. So there has been a bunch of these rogue investigators that basically have said that they can identify who the Zodiac killer was, like actually. I don't know if any of y'all saw this, but they said that his name was like Gary Post, Posty, something like that. It's like P O S T E. Yeah. Yeah. And they were talking about how he had a scar like the Zodiac Killer did. And he died in 2018, so he's not alive anymore. But just looking at a lot of the things in his life, it lines up. And they, I think they even used his name to crack some of the ciphers that people hadn't been able to figure out yet either. And it worked perfectly. So that may actually be like the confirmation that he may have been the Zodiac Killer, which is insane that it took this long to figure it out. But it's been one of those ongoing murder mysteries that's been talked about. I mean, since it happened forever ago. I mean, my thing, though, with the Zodiac Killer was always that it was just so random, like his attacks. Yeah. You know, and it it was it was almost like strangers on a train. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of like the perfect way to get away with a crime is strangers on a train. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows who the victim was, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, yeah, it was just always so random. It was just, I don't know. Anyway. But I wonder if it was actually him, though, because, I mean, looking at some of the pictures of him, too, I mean, you can tell there's definitely something, like, kind of off about the guy. <laughs> that he yeah, but you could look at any – 
Jared, you could look at any picture and say that guy does not look right, and it could be like Abraham Lincoln. I mean, come on, dude. Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I it, I could... and it showed the comparison of the sketch, the police sketches in him, and it was decent, pretty close. I bet I could send you random pictures of older people in history, and you'd be like, "That guy looks weird." <laughs> well, I mean, there's a difference between looking weird and looking like a serial killer. They got that look in their eyes. I guess, but I guess I have just, seen I, some. I'm just saying, there. look it up. Look it up. It's very fascinating. I will look it up. I will I, have to. I, I tagged one of my favorite YouTubers. I tagged one of my favorite YouTubers. I was like, "Bro, you gotta make a video on this now," because he talks about like all these crazy murder mysteries and crazy that. things. Yeah, Nick Crawley, ten out of ten would recommend. Super good YouTuber if you like spooky stuff, conspiracies, just like strangeness. Ten out of ten. Yeah, I just wanted to add on to that about the Zodiac Killer. The guy it's supposed to be Gary F. Post. Uh, was it was it Gary Fosty or whatever? I can't. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. But he uh, there's also been a leaked image online where in 2016 he gave a one out of ten star rating. Uh, to the uh, Ted Bundy tapes and his only comment on the 1 out of 10 star rating was Ted Bundy's overrated anyways I'd give it less than 1 star if I could (laughs) (laughs) major flex yeah I will say uh, the other week I was at Barnes and Noble and I did find a book um, called The Murder Mansion Uh, and it is actually a house on uh, Fairview Avenue slash Cemetery Road in Bowling Green that a couple was killed in um, way back in like the 30s or 40s, I believe. Like it was, and I believe the one guy was a doctor. Um, I've heard the story before. Um, if you're not certain, if you haven't heard it, definitely look up the murder mansion in Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. Um, the house is still there. I n- used to know the guy that lived there. It's pretty interesting. Um, I don't think he ever mentioned anything about it being haunted, but could be. Yeah, potential. It looks creepy, especially. Yes, it's. I've actually. I've. I haven't been in the house, but I've been to the house. <laughs> um, some creepy things I've kind of looked up here: uh, haunted restaurants in Bowling Green. Supposedly, four forty Main is haunted. Interesting. Uh, there is a set of books. In a closet there. Um, so it's it reads that the rear wall of that room is shared with the second floor apartment's closet wall. Apparently, the ghost causes trouble when a stack of books in that closet are moved. Hmm. So maybe something to take a tour and find out. Maybe uh, the T Bayou 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 Bayou. I think I'd say it would be Bayou. I don't know. I, Me neither. Uh, it's another place that's supposed to be haunted. It sits adjacent to 440 Main. So. It's just that whole area. Just Fountain Square in general, basically. Well, I mean, the buildings there are so old. Like, yeah. like, like my grandparents always talked about when they went to Bowling Green, that's where they went. One place that's kind of eerie to me is the old movie theater. It's uh, Fountain Square Church now. Uh, they were a church that's there. I think they're still there that it, it's basically like right on fountain square it used to be the old movie theater and it's super duper old and it's just kind of an unsettling feeling in there it's got like the balcony in it and everything it's very interesting but if it was up kept really well it would look really nice but sadly i don't think the city's really 
like invested much in it in restoring it, which is sad because they could do so much with it if they really tried. But it's whatever. But ghosts. I agree. Like, but part of me thinks though, if should you update everything, you know, like some of that old stuff, I feel like should be just left. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, just depending if it has any type of historical significance or not, or paranormal significance. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't want to run the ghosts off if they fix the place. Come on. Um, of course, with Bowling Green, John Carpenter's Halloween movies were basically based on areas around Bowling Green. So the asylum is called Smith's Grove. Uh, there's a lot of other little subtle things in the movie uh, that you can find if you look if you watch the movie, and you're from the area, you'll be like, oh yeah. Um, yeah, oh, oh, I'm sorry. The sanator- sanatorium is called the Warren County Smith's Grove Sanatorium. Just kind of mm-hmm. skim it through here. Um, of course, some of places in Edmonton County that are weird, too. I can attest to that from being a camp counselor there. Like, there's stuff in Mammoth Cave, especially. <laughs> That's what I was just about to mention. Uh, the next thing that they talked about is the Rotunda Room at Mammoth Cave. It's supposed to be have something going on. Hmm. I mean, I think it's just because that room is so big and they turn the lights out on you. And there's no telling how many people have died in Mammoth Cave either. Oh, you're not even kidding. You're not even kidding, dude. I mean, Floyd Collins, I mean, he died in one of the caves over there and he's buried at Mammoth Cave Baptist Church, which is like a super duper old church that's reportedly haunted. I've seen investigations there. I've been there before too and it's really spooky. Yeah, his tell you, is there. You can see it. The creepiest thing I can think of, and this is what always freaks me out, is when you see those YouTube videos of dudes climbing in caves. And I mean the caves that are like the size of like the opening of a five-gallon bucket. Oh, you know, no. Like the size of a basketball, and they're like, hold on, I have to take a deep breath to go down in here. And I'm like, you're flipping nuts, man. I've done you're- stuff that's almost that stupid. So I don't no. know if I've told you this story. I mean, this isn't like a haunting thing, but it was spooky. Uh, there's basically, I'm not going to say where in Bowling Green, but there's this cave that's technically not like an upkept cave. It's not. It might be distantly part of Lost River, or it used to be, but it's not like part of it. It's, there's nothing about it that's safe whatsoever. There's one way in, one way out that we know of. And uh, you can go down, basically slide down this giant dirt incline. And then it's like a river. It's, it's sort of like Lost River Cave as far as like it's an underground river system. But it's a lot of space in there too through most of it. And it just went for, it felt like miles. Like me and my friend at the time, like we were walking through it. And a few of other, his, I think his brother and his girlfriend too. Like all of us were just exploring it. The first time we did it, we were like three hours in and three hours out. But then a few months later, he said that he found a shortcut. So we did that again and got to the very end of it. And there's a couple spots that I thought I was going to (laughs) die just for the fact that, one, if you lost your flashlight, you're done. There's absolutely there's no way you would see anything. And I didn't I don't even think I took my cell phone with me because, I mean, I had a waterproof case, but I just didn't want to risk losing it. And. Another thing, so uh, we didn't pay attention to the weather at all the second time we went down there. <laughs> and there's this really pretty bend. It's like almost like almost a 360. Like that's how sharp of a turn it is naturally. And then there's like these cascades. It's like beautiful stone formation of cascades. 
And I was like, oh, it's pretty. And it was just like barely uh, like sprinkling over when we went there the first time. And then on the way back, we just hear this really loud like sound of like gushing water. And we're like, uh, where's that coming from? And we eventually made it to that spot again. And there was water absolutely freaking pouring everywhere out of that. It looked like a giant waterfall. There's water gushing everywhere. And we're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't enough to, like, knock us down or anything because we were going upstream on the way out. So that made it really difficult. But once that happened, man, we were high-telling it out of there because, I mean, it's all water anyways. And if there's a ton of water gushing in there, the water level will start to rise. And it was already up to, like, the middle of my chest anyways. So I don't have that much room to give. <laughs> so... Yeah, but we got out. I mean, I had it all on GoPro fi uh, footage, too, so I got to record it. I had a little head mount on, and we got out, and, yeah, it was a huge storm that went across, and all that water was gushing in there. But, man, I thought I was going to die there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nope. Say, yeah, um, you just perfectly explained why I will never go spelunking. Yeah, I agree. Always do your research. I mean, you have to do so many preliminary things before you even go very far, just like documenting certain things and the weather and like marking where water is and stuff. And then we went in November and the water down there is like 40 something degrees anyways. But you get adjusted to it after a while. But I mean, going out into the cold after that, that, that sucks. Oh, yeah. Just no, just keep me away from caves tight spaces like that where i can get trapped i mean you may be small i'm kind of fat i'm not, I'm not trying to go anything like that man no way like, understandable scares it was me. a smart thing to do the ocean and caves those are like the only two things on the earth that really like extremely scare me how about a cave under the ocean or in the ocean uh yeah those are like that's like what i see in my worst nightmares <laughs> No, that's yeah. fair, though. Like people that go scuba diving into caves and stuff. If you have one thing that happens wrong with your oxygen, you're immediately done. There's yeah. nothing you can do. <laughs> Talking about this always makes me think of that mission not too long ago to get those kids out of that cave with the scuba divers. And I'm always thinking about that. I'm like, dude, I, those people are just a different breed. Mm -hmm. I couldn't ever, ever. Do yeah, those. That. That's no. Nope. 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 Count me out of that one. <laughs> Uh, caves don't bother me. Like, you know, the normal cave tour at Mammoth Cave. Yeah, sure, whatever. That's but, boring. Yeah, but I'm not going That's like in. the most normy, boring, safe thing that you can <laughs> do, Devin. Dude, I am not going in 40-degree water in a cave up to my chest. Well, not even like, that. Hmm. I mean, Lost River is a cool experience. I've been to Lost River. Lost River's fine. But, like, it's just, you know, it's one of those where you're just like, Oh, you know, oh, well, we got to the end, and then it was, you know, the storm water was flooding in, and blah, blah, and you're like, no. I no. thought I was going to die. I was praying the whole time I was down there, God, please don't let me yeah. drown in this place. Yeah, it's like, mm, no, no, that's and okay. And the thing was, I mean, us being a bunch of, like, the kind of people we are, we brought a bunch of pizza in plastic bags, and we ate it all as soon as we got to the end of the thing, and we thought we were going to say, like, emergency pizza, basically, just to save it in case we really needed it, but we ate it. After we had hiked all the way to the end of the cave. So if something would have happened and we got stuck in there and there was no way to get back to the entrance, we wouldn't have even had any food either. So, yeah. You know, there's stories that start out like that. that, And then, like, there was a cave-in and then, like, you had to eat your friend. Yeah, I've heard those stories. So count me out. I will 
sit I at home. I will say that was probably the most scared I've ever been in my life, though. I will say that. Like, actually scared. Eh, can't think of even being, oh, in a, even being in a car accident. I mean, it happened so fast that I didn't even have time to react to it. But, I mean, I had time to react to that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's a little different story. Because yeah, then you just... Yeah, I mean, how many Chilean miner stories do you need to hear before you quit going to caves? <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, count me out. Um, so, Jake, you got any stories for us that are creepy? Spooky stories? Um, I do have one spooky story, not the one I was talking to you about earlier. That was more of me just joking around. But, um... <laughs> That's more of a spooky story for the WKU basketball team, but we keep that away. Yes, yes. Bearden story will one day be told. Not today, but yeah, no. So <laughs> we're pretty sure this house that I'm sitting in right now. You know, I mentioned that was house sitting for my dad. We're pretty sure it's haunted, by the way. Okay. Um, and us talking about the spooky stories made me remember, like, oh yeah, we think this house is haunted because it's been so long since something's happened that I kind of forgot. I'm like looking around the room right now because I'm like halfway scared that now that I'm saying like, oh, I forgot it's haunted. I'm pretty sure something crazy is about to They're going to remind you now why yeah, it's haunted. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, <laughs> the ghosts are probably like, oh, you forgot, huh? Oh, yeah, you forgot. Well, it's all started when, I mean, it was the night when, I remember it so clearly because I'm, you know, I'm a big gamer and I had the Switch. It was the night when that uh, Pokemon um, sword came out, sword and shield came out and I was... My dad lives like right next door to a Walmart and I was there for the midnight release. I got the game, got it on my switch and I stayed up like all night. I will say I was drinking and I stayed up all night and was like, <laughs> was like playing it and, and all this stuff. And I was like, all right, this is awesome. And you know, and when I was finally time to go to bed, I don't know. I was hearing some weird noises. Some weird things were going on. Uh, like literally like I was like hearing someone, it sounded like someone, cause my dad, like his living room, I sleep on his couch it's like the most comfortable bed in his house and i go and um i'm like going to the kitchen and it sounds like someone's trying to like get out of his podcast room he keeps his podcast room door closed it's right next to the kitchen it sounds like someone's trying to get out of it and so i'm like you know i'm, I'm like what in the world and so i go up and i'm about to like open the door but right before i like i like reach out and right before i like touch the door handle like all of my hairs just stand on end on my arm on my neck, everything. Like, and I was terrified. I didn't know what I was terrified of, but I was terrified of touching that door handle. And I swear when I drew my hand back and was like, took two steps back, the door started like violently shaking, like violently shaking. Like he had like a, a do not disturb sign. There was like a joke. It was like podcast recording, do not disturb, like on the door handle. And it was like shaking so bad, like the sign like fell off the door handle. Jeez. I was freaking out because my dad wasn't home at this time. He was in like a motorcycle rally with his buds. And so I straight up like, I just, dude, I just got all my stuff and I got in my car and I drove home. I was so scared. I was like, God. I was damn near piss my pants scared. And then like my dad confirmed it. He was like, and there's been like times where I've slept over and like when I'm house sitting for him and like, I'll hear scratching at the door. Like, it sounds like, Sounds like I have a dog that I forgot to let back inside and the dog's like scratching the door. I'll hear scratching at the front door and then I'll like get up to like, cause I, I'm, when I lived in Bowling Green, when I lived, lived at WKU, I lived with a bunch of dogs. I'm used to like, you know, and I'll open the front door to get the dog inside and there won't be anything there. 
and then I'll just because I'll be like half asleep when I do it because it's usually in the middle of the night and I'm just like oh yeah place is haunted can't I <laughs> like and like and like and so like I'll be sitting here and like another time my dad even my dad and his girlfriend didn't believe me but one time my dad and his girlfriend were like here asleep and this was like two three months ago and they hadn't believed me about all this haunted house they're like oh he's just you he's like you're just drunk or something i'm like no dude i'm so completely sober like hearing these things and like one one day like he said like it was like he said his girlfriend woke him up at like 5 a.m and was like barry get the gun get the gun there's someone here for sure and his girlfriend and him sat there and were like listening through the door and they said they could hear like footsteps coming up the coming up and down the stairs like so my dad got his gun and threw his door open and ran to the stairs ready to cap somebody and he said there was nobody there no one in the house. The doors were locked. Everything was completely fine. And he said ever since that moment, he agrees with me 100%. His house is haunted. Because he said he's never been more sure that there was someone in his house, like, like in that moment in his life, <laughs> than that moment right there. And I'm like, Dude, your house is haunted, bro. Like, that's just it, Dad. I'm sorry, but it's haunted. <laughs> he's like, he's been meaning to dig up, like, the records to see if anybody's, like, died in it or anything, like, crazy has happened in it. But he just hasn't gotten around to it yet. So you said you were drinking. You weren't drinking like amethyst or anything, were you? No, it was just like beers. It was just like, like... <laughs> I mean, a little ambient, a little ambient. There was a, yeah, there was this like green fairy dude like walking around, and I was like, oh my god, no, uh, that's that's pretty cool. Out of there, actually. That's 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 pretty cool. That's a pretty cool story. Um, yeah, if you, yeah, um, I'm. It, um, so anyway, Western's going to be playing. Uh, they play at 7.30, I think. I'll have to double check. Uh, they play at 7.30 uh, at home against UTSA. If you can't make it to the game, definitely try to watch the game. I think it's on CBS Sports Network. Um, if you're not able to watch it, maybe you can check it later the next day and watch it uh, on Hilltopper Vault. Um, he's doing pretty good about getting all those games up. So check that out. Um I don't have anything else tonight, guys, but I hope you all have a nice week. And uh, as always, guys, go Tops. Go Tops. Go Tops.